We're going beautiful. Okay, today's Davis Davches, page 8 in the Hilagim Maseches Gitten. And we pick up with five lines from the top of the Amur. Rabbi Nachman Bar Yitzchak Amar. Rabbi Nachman Bar Yitzchak says. Now, we are now going to continue and describing, and this is going to be a majority of today's daf, describing borders of Eretz Yisrael for the laws of Git. As we explained, there are certain borders for different aspects. You could have the borders that originally were there by when we came into Eretz Yisrael. Then there are extended borders when Davar HaMelech conquered. We're going to talk a little bit about why and how Davar HaMelech uh, made uh, an annex to the land of Israel and what the status of that annex is. And then there were borders that we described for the laws of Gittin, which is cities in Israel itself, but it's considered the border of Batei Din that knew exactly what they were doing. And beyond those cities, if you were to bring a get from there, would be considered as if you brought it from outside Eretz Now we know you're considered in Eretz Yisrael, but the laws of Gittin... We're going to consider you far away enough that you're going to have to say it was written in front of me and signed in front of me. Based upon that conversation, the Gemara shifted and said, what about the following case? What happens if you have a get that's written on a boat? And that boat comes from overseas and it embanks, which means the bottom of the boat touches the earth in the Mediterranean. Right outside Eretz Yisrael. Okay? Would it be naked? Stuck there? Yeah, like the bottom of the boat kind of gets stuck. So do we consider that to be the land of Eretz Yisrael? So if somebody were to bring a get, you do not need to say it was written and signed in front of me? Or not? Okay. Now, we seem to have had a contradiction, but that's the sugya that we are, uh, that's the sugya that we are in the middle of. Rav Nachmizok says... If somebody writes a get in one of the rivers of Israel, for example, the Kinneret, yeah, a river in Israel. He's in a boat. Yeah, you're on a boat on the in in a in, in a river that's clearly inside the borders of Israel. There's no conversation. Everybody agrees. It's considered an Israeli get. Rather, where's their dispute? Biyamagodo. When you have a get that's written in the big sea, referring to the Mediterranean. Mediterranean. What is considered Eretz Yisrael? And what is considered outside, outside Eretz Yisrael? This is really a fascinating Shiloh. And I find this in general to be fascinating. I don't have any experience in it. So as a complete outsider, fascinating how countries determine how far into the sea they control. Isn't that interesting? It's very simple. Yeah, what's so simple? Yeah. Whenever, wherever the valuables... Wherever the valuables are, it's yours. That's right. <laughs> Ten for me, none for you. Right. <laughs> so the, uh, there's, there's laws. There's right, there's international laws. International laws. But whatever... 12-mile limit. 12-mile limit near your country. Of your shoreline. Uh-huh. But some there's big mathematics now. Yeah, right. With oil and yeah, right. and it's yeah. a it's a big deal. Yeah. It's oh, beauty. Yeah. It's mama's oh. beauty. Oh. Okay. Now this Gemara here is going to pass him for us. It's gewalt. Okay. All right. So what's considered? So what's considered chutzlarts? Kol shashayfei avi yoyred mitu amnain vilifnim. Any 
part that goes from the top of the mountains of Amnon towards the south of Eretz Yisroel, Eretz Yisroel. That's considered inside Eretz Yisroel. Miture Amnon v'lachutz. But anything that's from the top of the mountains of Amnon away from Eretz Yisroel, so that is chutz la'aretz. Okay, so what's considered the north border of Eretz Yisroel? The mountain peaks of Amnon. Fine. Now, we don't know yet about rivers. We just know the northern border. Hanisin Shabayam. What about Nisin in the Yam? What about islands in the Mediterranean Sea? So then you use your imagination. And the imagination is you make an imaginative line, as if there's a string that's spread over them, from this mountain peak of Amnon, ad Nachal Mitzrayim, until Nachal Mitzrayim. Nachal Mitzrayim was a canal that connected to the Mediterranean. So you take a you you envision a straight line from the peaks of Amnon straight down to that location where the canal of of um, of Nachal Mitzrayim meets the peaks of Amnon. Minachut lefnim Eretz Yisrael. Anything in words of that is Eretz Yisrael. Minachut minachut velachutz chutzar. Anything outside of that straight line is going to be considered outside of Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Yehuda Aimer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Kol shekenegad Eretz Yisrael. Anything that is facing Eretz Yisrael, Harehu Eretz Yisrael, is considered Eretz Yisrael. Ushenamar Gvul Yom, the uh, the western, uh, the, I'm sorry, the borders of the sea. Vahiyolachem Ayama Gadol Ugvul Zayiyolachem Gvul Yom. What's considered the western border of Eretz Yisrael? The Mediterranean is going to be the western border. So it says, what is the western border? The Mediterranean is going to be the western border. You could have just said the Mediterranean. What is the western border? The Mediterranean. Why did it say the western border? The Mediterranean is considered the western border. So what we see is like this. What, what uh, should you say? Uh-huh. What should you say? The western border is Eretz Yisrael. Instead of saying... Uh, I'm sorry, the western border of Eretz Yisrael is the Mediterranean. What does it say? The western border of Eretz Yisrael is the Mediterranean to the west. Uh, why, so the question is, why that extra... Why that extra word? So now, let's think for a moment. Which body of water is to the west of the Mediterranean itself? See, until now we're saying how far into the Mediterranean is considered Yisrael. What the Gemara now wants to say, Rabbi Yehuda wants to say is, no, 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 you're making a mistake. The entire Mediterranean is Eretz Yisrael. Because it says it's redundant. So it says the western border of Eretz Yisrael to the west... Uh, to Mediterranean to the west, he says, you know what it is? To the west of the Mediterranean, which is the Atlantic Ocean. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, the Eretz Yisrael owns, exactly, all the way out, all the way out till, till the Mediterranean seas connects, um, connects uh, to the Atlantic Ocean, which means any island inside the Mediterranean is viewed with Kedusha Eretz Yisrael. Uh, it's viewed as, well, as, uh, as Eretz Yisrael. Well, maybe, oh, well, right, okay. Maybe it means Good. Only the water, the seaway, the Mediterranean waters that extend to Gibraltar, as opposed to what the land, not the, not the islands or the land. Well, well like no, no, what? It's, it's the the main thing is the the body that's under the water, the land that's under the water, the Eretz. Eretz is underwater. 
So you'll say, any earth that's there, until it hits the Atlantic Ocean, should be considered Eretz Yisrael too. So any islands that come above the water, and anything that's beneath the water, it's Eretz Yisrael. Well, why, why do the islands have to do with it? No. The land, why should the land have to do with it? Because it says to the west of the Mediterranean. Yeah. That means anything that's within the Mediterranean is Eretz Yisrael. Well, because we're talking about, we're talking about if you're on a boat, or you're talking about... Mm-mm. No, let's go back. Let's go back two lines. Okay, start Rebuta's statement. Let's go back to the beginning of Rebuta. I hear what, what Rebiel's saying. You see Rebuta Imer? Look at Taisvis. Yeah. Yeah, you see that? Okay. Rebuta Imer. Kosha Keneget Eretz Yisrael. Anything that is facing Eretz Yisrael, Harezuka Eretz Yisrael. That is considered like, that is considered Israel itself. That is a part of Israel. Let's get into this. What does that mean? Shinamar, as it says, Ugvul Yom. Means the western border. So again, what's the western border? The Mediterranean is going to be the border. This shall be the western border. What's the western border? The Mediterranean Sea. And this shall be the western border. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, he's going to darshan that redundancy by saying the western border is beyond the Mediterranean, anything within the Mediterranean is considered within the borders of Eretz Yisrael. Not just the water. Rabiel, you want to say it's the water. says, no. It's, the border only starts beyond the Mediterranean. Which means anything within the Mediterranean, water, land, within that, that's within the borders. And it's as if I'm swimming in the Kinneret. Right? It's as if I'm, as if I'm inside Eretz Yisrael. The islands that are to the other sides, we, we view as if there's a string going from Kiloria, which also is connected to the mountain peaks of Amnon, towards the Yamukainus. This is referring to the Atlantic Ocean. And then we take a string and imagine that it's stretching from the uh, the river of Mitzrayim also extending to the Atlantic Ocean. And we're going to say like this, anything inside that territory, Eretz Yisrael. Anything outside that territory, Chutz Laaretz, is going to be, uh, is going to be considered outside Eretz Yisrael. Okay. Say the last piece in English. What it means is that above land, how do I know exactly what's, According to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, that the Mediterranean is actually Israel. It's Mamash Eretz Yisrael. And it's beyond the Mediterranean to the west. So it's, we're going to have to change when I'm standing in Eretz Yisrael. We're gonna, it's it's going to shift how far above ground is considered in Eretz Yisrael. Beforehand, we said take a string from the peaks of, of Armon and view it to this part of Mitzray. And otherwise, you look in the other direction, you go and tell the Mediterranean. Now we're saying, if Rebihuda holds that it's going much further west, so we're going to have to shift that string and instead go to the town that's to the west of the mountain peak of, of Armine and put it all the way out until the Atlantic Ocean, until, not the Mediterranean, but it's going to go all the way out the Atlantic Ocean. And that's how I'm going to know what's going to be considered inside Eretz Yisrael as opposed to just taking it at the angle of the Mediterranean. Kind of like imagine a left field and right field foul pole. 
right? Before, if the foul pole, uh, you know, is, uh, straight is, is straight down the line, so then you could say, very it's very simple. But now that Rabbi Huda is extending right field, we'll say, extending right field, to be beyond, like, in the upper deck. If you have a kakai line. Exactly. So you're going to have to now imagine it's going to be a much wider line, and that's how the Gemara is explaining. If you want to see Eretz Yisrael with Rabbi Yehuda's view, you're, you're going to have to move your string. Your, your line of sight is going, to, is going to change. Okay. So there's Gishmak now. So now let's pause for a minute. And we're going to say, fine, very nice. As far as next time we go visit Eretz Yisrael, and we want to go see what this Gemara is referring to and how to look, that's beautiful. Halacha Lamaisa. Practically speaking, for our halach and hilchas gittin, what's the difference? It's a huge difference. I'll tell you why. If, according to the first opinion, if a get was written far out into the Mediterranean on the boat, you're going to have to say farinachta, farinachta, because considered like it's written in chutzlaretz. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, that the, that Eretz Yisrael goes until the Atlantic Ocean. If somebody has a get written on a boat in the me- middle of the Mediterranean Sea. It's still Eretz Yisrael, so there's no need to say Okay, that's going to be Allah how it connects to our Gemara. Beautiful. Fine. Now, so I think what that tells you is that his perception of Eretz Yisrael's commerce extended all the way. Yeah, it's got whole, the whole Mediterranean yeah, with all those islands that, that that are there. With all the countries and all the islands. Yeah, right. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. That would be the only way because that means no. that, because they could only absolutely be familiar with when they're doing business. So they're, that's right. They're familiar with the people, so they know. Do the shekel use the uh, change the currency to the shekel? That's yeah. it. That's it. All right, but so they're bringing psukim verses backing themselves up. So in classic Gemara fashion, let's let's challenge this. According to the according to the Rabbanon, that they don't agree that Eretzol extends to the Atlantic Ocean. What are they going to do with the extra words and the border to the west? How are they going to translate those words? They say it's referring to the, uh, it's going to be referring to the islands. For Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda, Nisan He says the islands, referring to the islands of the eastern in that direction, are you don't need a Pasuk. Because, because any islands that's in the east of the Mediterranean within that line. Now, let's say I hold that it goes to a certain point. See, even according to the Rabbanan, who say that you take a line from the mountain peaks and you go to the Mediterranean, so if you're going to go to a specific point in the Mediterranean, any land that's going to be to the east of that line, it seems they will agree should have, should be considered as well. Not the whole Mediterranean, but at least east of that line. Right, east within the border should be considered the, the land of Eretz Yisrael. So Rebuta says, I don't need a Pasuk for that. Okay, so ultimately, that's why each one is sticking to their guns, and the, basically the Machlech is based about what the islands to the east, whether I need a Pasuk to include those in Eretz Yisrael, or whether I, I could take that uh, for granted. Okay. Beautiful. All right, back to our mission. Again, today's daf, what do we say? It's focused on geography, the geography of Eretz Yisrael. So the Mishnah said, Rav Meir Oimer, Akko Ikeret Yisrael. Akko was to the north. The Tanakama had, had said 
that if a get is written in Akko, so you need to say, which means it's considered outside the borders. Rameir says Akko itself is considered inside the borders. The city of Akko, to the north. North. Right. Correct. So, they asked a question searching for information from Rav Baraba. A person who sells his Ever Kenani to Syria. Is it like selling him to Chutz or not? Now, get ready for this. Fascinating halach. Fascinating, really, really incredible halach. And that's as follows. Surya, Rashi explains to us, but this is history, okay? Surya was a part of Eretz Yisrael that only became part by David. When Yoshua initially came into the land with, Eretz, with, with the Yidden, it was not considered part of Eretz Yisrael. David later on went and he conquered Surya. Okay. So, in a way, it's called Eretz Yisrael, but it doesn't complete. We're going to get soon into in what mm-hmm. way it is considered Eretz Yisrael, in what mm-hmm. way it's not considered Eretz Yisrael. It's considered like it has, it's part of Eretz Yisrael, but it doesn't have the complete holiness of Eretz Yisrael. Now, there's a halacha that if one sells his Ebed Kanani from Israel, from inside Eretz Yisrael, to outs to Chutz Aretz, that Ebed Kanani goes free. Why? You're not allowed to sell an Ebed Kanani from inside Eretz Yisrael to outside. Why not? And there's such an important message. We're going to see it soon. <coughs> we'll see it soon. And what does it mean life, to sell? life message. What? What does it mean to sell? To another Yid. Well, but he goes free. So no, no, I have, no, 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 an Ebed Kanani. A non a non Jewish servant. Yes. I own a non Jewish servant. Right. I live in Tiberia. Yes. I sell him to you. You live in Yerushalayim. Ah. No problem. Right. If I live in Tiberia and I sell him to you, and you live in St. Louis, this Eva Kanani could walk away. Then how can we speak of a sale? Because why would I buy someone? You're right. Well, You're right. We'll see why. We'll see why. Public. We'll see why. But let's explain the reason why. The reason why the Ebed goes free is because an Ebed Kanani is obligated in mitzvahs. Like a woman, he's not obligated in time-bound mitzvahs, but he's obligated he in mitzvahs. As long as he's an Ebed. As long as he's an Ebed. When an Ebed Kanani is done being an Ebed, he becomes a full-fledged yid. You're not allowed to take a person who's mechuyah of a mitzvah, of the mitzvahs of living in Eretz Yisrael, and sell them to a place where they're going to have less mitzvahs to perform. It's major yisait for ourselves. Major yisait. Always be in a place where we could be the best Avdei Hashem, right? Don't, don't, there's no thing as moving to a place that, you know, that I, I have less connection to the Rebbe less opportunities to connect to the Rebbe And if I do, basically what's happening is I'm, I'm, it's awesome. And you know, I'm freeing myself from, from it, which means I'm chaining myself down. But as far as an Evet's concerned, Evet can say, I'll get and talk. You have no right to sell me from Eretz to St. Louis. Because you, you just ruined my mitzvah opportunity. So I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm becoming a full-fledged yid right now. So let's get into this. So his, his shayla is, if, what about if you sell from Eretz to Surya? Is Surya considered like outside Eretz Yisrael and therefore the Avakani goes free? Or since David conquered it, it's still considered inside Eretz Yisrael and you're okay. So Amar Luhus, he said back to him, Tinisua, we learned in our Mishnah, 
Reb Meir, Reb Meir says Akai carried this all again. Akai is considered part of Eretz when it comes to uh, a, a get, which means legitin in as far as a get's concerned, considered part of Eretz Yisrael. La avadim loy, but with Akai was not considered Eretz The assumption is. Uh, as far as selling servants, meaning if you sell your Eved Kanani to somebody in Akko, he's off the hook, he goes free. The Koshke in Surya, and Surya is even further. The Merach it's further than Akai, and therefore it should not be considered Eretz Yisrael, and the Halacha is the Eved Kanani would go free. Okay, so once we mention that Halacha, what do we consider Surya? David did conquer it. We're going to get into this right now. What happened? We're going to talk about Surya right now. David conquered it. He annexed it there in Yisrael. But Lamaisa, it doesn't have, the land doesn't have the holiness of Eretz Yisrael. And therefore the Abba goes free. Tanurabon of the rabbis learned so should we. in three ways. Shavsa Surya Eretz Yisrael. We consider Surya to be like the land of Israel. And there's three unique halachas in which way we consider it to be outside Eretz Yisrael. And the way to remember it is Av bar rak. All right, let's let's get into this. What's av bar rak? Six halachas. Ayin, afara tomei kachutz The earth of Surya is tomei rabbinically, like outside Eretz Yisrael. Okay, every land outside the land of Israel has rabbinic toma, rabbinic impurity. If a person walks in the land of Sura, they are rabbinically tomei. Okay. That's how it's going outside Eretz Yisrael. Our halacha that we just mentioned, if you sell your an Eved to Surya, it's as if you're selling him to St. Louis. He goes free. And halacha number three is, A person brings a get from Surya, has to say, The same way he brought it from St. Louis. It's considered Chutz for those three halachas. Okay, so again, Surya is considered outside Israel as far as it has Tumah, and Eved goes free, and you need to say, How is it like Eretz Yisrael? You're biblically obligated, not biblically, rabbinic, because it's a rabbinic annex, but you're obligated to separate Miser and to keep the laws of Shemitah in Surah. Don't jump out of your seats, because this is a walking contradiction. And a person who enters Surah when they're Tomei is fine. Now we just said the land of Surah is considered Tomei. So what do you mean if you're a Tahar and you walk out of Surah, you're fine. You can't be fine if the land is rabbinically Tomei. So that's going to be a problem. But that's Allah number two. The Gemara will clarify shortly. And if a person purchases uh, uh, land inside of Surah, top of Ahmad Bez, it's as if you are um, purchasing land in the suburbs of Yerushalayim, which doesn't have the Kedusha of Yerushalayim itself, we'll get into this shortly, but it's pretty chashev. It's pretty chashev. It holds on to the coattails of Yerushalayim. Now, so what if you purchase land in Surah? It's like you're purchasing land in the suburbs of Yerushalayim. We'll see uh, what the practical ramification is. Let's go through the halachas. We said that Surya is obligated in Miser and Shemitah, like the land of Eretz Yisrael. Why? David conquered it. 
It wasn't there by the original Shemitahs. Until we conquered it, there was never an obligation to Miser. What made it start? What started the Miser obligation? What started the Shemitah obligation? Says the Gemara, obviously, Kasavar, Kibush Yachid, Shmei Kibush. The Tana must hold that when you have a king who decides to annex to Eretz Yisroh, that is considered an annex to Eretz Yisroh. They have a right to make that an addition. Eretz Yisroh could be expanded. That's it. And since Dabra Melech was the king of Gans Kla Yisroh at the time, what a king does is finished. That's the final, that, that's the final verdict. Okay. Then we said, If a person enters surah in a state of tara, you're good. What does that seem to imply? You're not tummy. You don't become tummy by entering surah. Says the Gemara, but what was law number two? amrit afara tummy. Yeah, you see where I am? You see where? No, but I'm just thinking to myself. I wrote to Lichnas. La bitara. Yeah, if you want to enter in a state of purity, you you're, uh, you enter, which means even though you're not allowed to purposely make yourself impure. Yeah, even though we consider the afra. Uh, even though we consider the afra to be tame. So we need to clarify what's still, up. We're That's still right. Right, we're still calling him pure. So how does that pan out? Yeah. But you told me the earth of Surya is tame. And for the Gemara, Bishita Tefu though, we're talking about where the guy went into Surya, closed in a box. When he closed in a box, or a classic case would be a car with your windows rolled up, a carriage completely enclosed. So you enter Surya. Surya, the rabbis only gave impurity if you're on top of the earth, not if you're completely enclosed in something, and you enter Surya. So if you're Tomei, Feel free to enter Surya enclosed in a Shida Teva Umigdal and in a uh, enclosed area. And you won't be. You won't become Tommy. The Tanya, because we learned in a Brisa, Hanichnas la Eretz Amim, Bishida Teva Umigdal. A person enters Chutz la Eretz, outside Israel, in an enclosed place. Rebbe Mitame, Rebbe says, you are still going to be Tommy. He says, the Rabbinic Toma, the Rabbinic Toma, Makes you automatically tummy. Why? This is very logical. Because the, um, the whole concern why the rabbis made outside Eretz Yisrael tummy is because they're concerned there may be dead bodies there that give off tumma. Other countries that are, are not under Yiddish rule, they're not careful about where they, uh, about where they bury. Okay. Um, now, so even though, so you were saying, even though David captured the land but he didn't change their customs correct correct didn't change the custom. therefore it's going to have according to Rabbi Huda, well this is a general land Rabbi says it doesn't help to be enclosed in a carriage you're still going to become you're still going to become tummy Rabbi Yesi Rabbi Yudah Metaher he says no it's going to be fine why see here's a fascinating sugi I don't want to get too into this he holds that if you're ever in something which moves non-stop, even if you go over a dead body, you're not going to become impure. As long as you didn't touch the dead body, you just went over the airspace of a body. So if you're in an enclosed space... We know we don't handle that way because the air... Okay. Uh, Good. Good. But Rabbi Yaisi Rabbi says, Tar, 
you're going to be okay. And even Rebbe, who's strict, he says, by general chutzlaretz, the gazra gushav alavirux. I want to make a decree both on the earth and on the airspace. Avos Surya, but Surya, that's kind of like not completely Eretz Yisrael, but it was annexed by David Amalek. Then Agusha gazru, the land itself. If you step on the land of Surya itself, we're going to say you have a rabbinic tuma, but al avira like gazru. Simply to have been in the airspace of Surya, they didn't make the gezera. Okay, so that's how we can we can. Remove the contradiction. Again, we were bothered. It says that a person who enters Surya will become Tameh. And then it says, if you're Tahar, you're fine. It's a contradiction. Gemara says, no, no, no. Let me explain. The first statement, which is that the land makes you Tameh, that's when you mama step on the land. But you should know, the the fifth halach is, you should know, that even though if you step on the land of Surya, you're Tameh, if you enter the airspace of Surya, you won't be Tameh. If you're Tahar and enter the airspace, you're fine. So we're talking about two different aspects of Surya. Okay. Another halacha of Surya was, When you purchase land in Surya, it's as if you're purchasing land in the suburbs of Yerushalayim. Says the Gemara, what does that mean? What halacha are we referring to? Omar of Sheshas, Rav Sheshas says, Laimar, it's telling me to say to me, You're allowed to make a sale of land even on Shabbos. Okay? What are we talking about? Listen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen to this. Listen to this Rashi. You got to see this Rashi. This blow your mind. Blow your mind. So look at Rashi, Afilu B'Shabbos. It's uh, halfway down. In the uh, in the thin lines, you'll see Afilu B'Shabbos. It's yeah. right next to Lazi Rashi. Says Rashi, if you are buying back land from Israel from a non-Jew, if you have a non-Jew who owns Israeli land and you have a chance to buy it back, and you want to go and uh, write the document of sale on Shabbos, you're permitted to do so. As long as, Rashi says, the rights of Lassadaka, the guy says, if you wait till after Shabbos, I'm out of here. He wants to go on his way. So if the guy is going to leave, you're allowed to sign and purchase these lands even on Shabbos. Syrian land. So that's the halacha we're referring to when we say this, this halacha will apply even to Surya. We mean even 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 in Surya, if you have a guy who's willing to sell you the a land in Surya, and he says on Shabbos it's now or never, you're allowed to sign on the document. Oh, but, but actually, the, we learned it out from the fact that in their trail, you could do this for sure. Right. You could do it. Correct. Says the Gemara. What do you mean? Really? The Shabbos Hokadaitach? You could write a document on Shabbos? Really? What are the Lama Tes Malachas? You're not allowed to write. Why can't you write? Because when they built the Mishkan, they marked off, right? Which pole goes where? What's that? And when they, all the Malachas were done in the Mishkan. Oh, yeah. So in the Mishkan, they would mark off how to build. So you're not allowed to write on Shabbos. So it's a biblical transgression. We're going to allow somebody to do a biblical transgression on Shabbos? How's it Shaykh? How's it possible? So the Gemara says, Kedama Rav. Ayam we don't mean that he literally, the Yid himself, signs his name. Rather, you're allowed to ask a guy 
to represent you in the purchase of the sale. On, okay. Shabbos. On Shabbos. Because that is rabbinic. It's called a shvus. It's a rabbinic transgression. Amir la'akum. To ask a guy to so to over here, when you want to purchase land from Surya, you're allowed to ask a guy on Shabbos if the sales, now or never, you're allowed to ask a guy on Shabbos to purchase. Even though usually it's a rabbinic transgression to purchase land of Eretz Yisrael, to, to ask a guy to sign a document for you, in order to own land of Eretz Yisrael, that Yidin should own land. In Eretz Yisrael, the Rabbanon say, When it comes to dwelling in Eretz Yisrael, the Rabbanon never made their gzera of Amir Laakum. You're allowed to ask a guy to sign a contract giving you land in Eretz Yisrael on Shabbos. You can ask a guy to do this. I myself cannot sign because that's a biblical transgression. But if a guy is selling land of Israel, even Surya, which David HaMelech conquered, and I have a chance to buy it on Shabbos, and the guy says, I'm out of here. Allah is, no problem of Amir La'akum, Misham Yishuv Eretz Yisrael, the Rabbanu wanted Eretz Yisrael to be owned by Yid. Okay. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and that's why they're rabbis. Eved shehevi gitoi, if an Eved brings his gets. You have an Eved Kanani that shows up with his document of freedom. And he, um, he brings his shtar, the kosov boy, and it says in the document of this Eved Kanani, atzmecha unechosai kenuya loch. Yanko owns an Eved Kanani. That Kanani's name is Kanani. We'll call him Kanani. So he says, Kanani, yourself and my possessions are acquired to you. That's what it says in his document. Yourself and my stuff is owned by you. Okay? It's owned by you. Yeah, I'm giving you you. See, until that... Oh, he's an Evan. He's an Evan. So I'm the owner wrote, loose, I'm turning, you loose. I'm turning you loose and giving you my stuff. So what's the halacha? Atzmai kona. We, we follow the document to say that he himself is free. But nechosim laikona. But we don't listen to the part of the document that says he's going to receive the property. Okay. Says the Gemara. Um, they asked the question searching for information what if he wrote all my stuff is yours mahu what is the halach see before it says you and my property is owned by you what if he wrote, not you and my property is owned by you. It says, all of my property is acquired by you. Can we ever acquire it from before he's free? Oh, now, now, oh, could before he's free. So now here's the, here's the shayla. The shayla is, the very fact that the owner writes, all my property is acquired by you, 
is that itself telling me that he's freeing the Ebed within that statement? Because an Ebed can't own anything while he's an Ebed. So built into the statement that, it's, that all my stuff is yours, basically what he's saying is I'm freeing you simultaneously. But if you do it simultaneously... Or it happened first. Good. That's our sugi here. That's the sugi. Beautiful. So again, that's, that's, this is the Ad Chiddush. Note, first Shiloh was, he says, you and my possessions. Here... He's doing bevasachas. He's saying all this at once. Okay, so there's a there's a single statement over here. Now I'll tell you why lumdish. Let's get into lumdish in this chaver. This gishmak. You ready for the gishmak and lumdish here? Like this. In the first case, where he says you and my possessions are acquired. That's your question. This guy's showing up with a single document. And you know what Bezdin's saying? We'll trust half of it. We'll trust that you're free. The other part? Nah. I think it's a big chiddush. Right? You listen to it or no. But but the halacha is, we're going to trust him for himself. We're not going to trust him for the owner's property. That's the lumdus here. Yes. Yes, it is. So now here's the deal. It's a trust of the, of the document because usually you're going to need somebody else to show up. Now here's the deal. In the second case, where it says, my possessions are acquired to you, where are you going to separate him from the possessions? They're both coming in a single statement. See, in the first case, you could divide the star. It's a major, major gishmak alumnus here. You could say, okay, fine. So we're going to listen to part of the document. The other part we're not going to listen to. The problem is in the second case, you can't say, I'm only listening to part and not the other part because both are coming in the same part. You can't separate him from the, from the possessions. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. Good. All right. But that's the Shaili. That's the Ibailu. Okay, so again, let's get this clear. Let's get this clear. The Bryce says, a servant brings a get and it says, you and, your, and my possessions are owned by you. We'll say, the Ebed's free, but he doesn't get the possessions. Then we add a Shiloh. What if he says, all my possessions are acquired by you? It's a single statement mentioning both are free. What do we do then? So Amr Abayabai says, Mitech Shekana Atzmai, since the Ebed acquires himself, Kanan So the possessions come along. Single statement. Amr Rava. Rava says, Tabai, not true. I get why he's going to acquire himself. Because we're going to make him similar to a get Isha. What do you mean by get Isha? If a woman shows up to Bezdin with a get, we'll believe her that she's divorced. So too, if a man shows up with a document, we'll believe him that he's free. Right? He's no longer attached to the owner. But even though we're going to trust him like a get, like a woman's get, he still shouldn't get the possessions. Why? Because the possessions should now be considered like regular financial documents. And by regular financial documents, you need Adam. You need witnesses. You can't just listen to this guy to say that all the possessions are his. So Rava says, the possessions don't follow him. Him, like a get. Possessions, financial. You have to divide and conquer. That's Rava. To which Abayi says, no. Hadram Rabbi, Abayi says back to him. According to what you're saying, 
then nothing should be... Yeah. So then nothing should be free. We should say, well, the fact that he doesn't get the possessions means he doesn't even acquire himself. So I'm like, Rava says, no, it makes sense why you don't get the Nechassim Idavi Akim Shtaras Ba'alma. Because we consider it like a regular financial document. But himself, he should be cutting Midavia Garisha. Because for himself, we're going to view the document like a get. For the finances, you're going to view the document like a financial thing. Which means Rava says, I could dance at two chasnas. I could take one get, I could take one document, and say, on one hand, I consider it to be a separation of people, and on the other hand, I consider it to be a financial. For the financial side of things, not valid. For the separation of people, it is valid. Well, uh, could go over to last, the last, last. Yeah. Rava. Yeah. It makes sense why he shouldn't get the property of the owner. Because it should be considered like a general document, a regular financial document that you need two witnesses on. Ella Atzmai, but himself? Likni. He should acquire himself. Why? Because documents work for personal separation. So, and we allow a woman herself to, uh, to establish her get. So we're saying that the same piece of paper puts him as a free agent should also work as him being able to be Kona right right the property yeah and we, we could on one hand we could view it financially and say that's not valid on and the other hand good. take the part of separation and say it is valid one second but, uh, but we have Adam on, on uh... Uh, we don't know yet no, nobody mentioned Adam. Good. Nobody mentioned Adam yet. Let's get another couple steps in for today because we have time for Mincha. So, so when, we, when we compare Isha to Eved, so we're, we're saying one could be Adam, one could be not Adam? We're going to say that a woman who shows up with her get is believed to say it's a valid get. Because she, there's Adam on her. Okay, right. You're right. You're right. There's no Adam saying that it was given to her. On Ebed, we don't say that there's Adam on that guy. Okay, so we have to assume right now there is, yeah. if it's going to be similar to a woman. You're right. Hello, Marava. Or we have to assume there's none. Well, there has to be, because we're considering it like a get. So if the same way a get needs it. In either case, Rava says, either case, he could acquire himself and not the possessions. Meaning whether you could separate the statement or whether you don't need to separate the statement, either way, we're going to say, we'll divide and conquer. Omar le Ravada, just last step for today, Omar le Ravada bar Masa le Rava, Kiman, whose opinion is that like her? Rav Shimon, Omar pliga dibura, palgina dibura, Rav Shimon, is a shah sugya. Rav Shimon says that you could divide a person's, a person's statement. If a person has a statement, you could divide and pick and choose what you're going to listen to. The time we learned in the mission, the person writes over all his possessions to his servant. The servant goes out free. But if he leaves over even the smallest amount, he's not going to go free. But Rabbi Shimon says, Okay, we're going we're to restart on, on the bottom of Amad Bez, Bez Hashem. We'll pick up from Amarle, uh, Ravada Barmas, Rav. We'll pick up from there tomorrow. We're running a little late for Mincha. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, Chevra. Um, it's almost there of Yomtev. Tomorrow morning, we're going to do Daf in the morning. Okay, so tomorrow morning, Friday schedule, because Erev Yomtev, we're going to learn 9.15. Right.
9.15 a.m.